I'm Joey. I'm Carlene. And I'm Pete. And this is Triple the Nonsense. We made it another week. What up? How- made it another week. How are you guys doing? Tired. Hanging in there. Alive. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm on spring break this week. Boo. I mean, I'm happy for you, but boo. <laughs> I'm not at all jealous whatsoever with your sleeping patterns and your ability to sleep when you're time to sleep and relax. I know. Says the one that t- Snapchatted me. What the hell are you doing? What are you doing up? <laughs> what are you doing up at 11 p.m.? Well, normally you're in bed by like 7. Like you go to bed before listen, both of us. Listen. That's true. That's a fact. When you are a special education teacher, then come talk to me. Because it is, you don't know my life. It is not a problem. I was just like, whoa, the sun is down and Carlene is not. What is wrong with the world? Is it daylight this savings? This is an anomaly. This doesn't make any sense. It's very confusing. The multiverse is real. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's like, it's like if you go out of town and then see someone from your hometown and that place is out of town and you're like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, you can be here. But like, I'm not at home. So seeing you here is like a thing. That's happened to me. When my family went to Disney World when I was in seventh grade, we we're in Magic Kingdom and I heard someone go, Holly Hendricks, and it was like someone in my grade, and like our families know each other. Also at Disney World, not planned, didn't know. We were like, "What the heck?" We're all in Florida at the same time. Wild. The same trip where you like pretended to be British. Yeah, same trip. <laughs> that my friend. You remember? You remembered something. Pete remembered something. Pretty proud of Wow. If you want to hear the story about that. Go back to our first couple of episodes where uh, Joey tells a wonderful story. About... I believe it's episode two, Chaotic Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. We so... learned that he's been a liar since day one. <laughs> encouraged I mean, encouraged by his parents. I mean, encouraged by my mother. By your mother. My dad, was like, my dad was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Pete, what are we doing today? We are going to wrap up this teacher arc here with talking about how we've grown as educators in the five or six years that we've been at it. I'm 5'10 now. I've been holding on to that joke since we decided that this was going to be how we've grown. <laughs> I'm glad you went in that direction, not another direction that you could have gone. For those of you listening, I just gave Pete a horrible look. This is a PG podcast, Peter. Oh. I said nothing inappropriate. I said I'm proud of you for not turning things non-PG. Joey, you, Anyways, you took let's it that continue. way. You took no, it that way. It's, it's Pete. It's Pete. Anyways, yeah, that let's was carry that on. was the intent though. So Joey's not wrong. I'm never wrong. All right. Uh, Question numero uno. Uh, tell everybody about your student teaching experience. So before, like, you were like out in the wild world on your own. How how was your like teacher training? Um, my student teaching experience was great, and I think I've talked about it a little bit. Um, last week and before because big fan um but i student taught at a district that was like 20 minutes away from my childhood home so like when i student taught i lived at home and saved that dorm money because smart um but basically the guy i uh student taught with was very good about being like this is going to be hands-on you're going to learn a lot you're going to teach a lot it's not just going to be you sit in a chair and take notes and then like goodbye it's going to be like you're going to actually physically teach because you're going to have to do this soon um so i think legitimately my first week of student teaching that friday he had to take kids to um a festival so he's like oh you're going to be conducting the groups on friday have fun like my first week (laughs) like brand new into student teaching um how dare you put your phone on silent (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i was on a roll i'm sorry Um, So that first Friday, like, still was learning the kids' names, still had never really taught before, like, ran a full day of school by myself and, like, did it. Um, And that's a lot of how my student experience, student teaching experience went. It was, like, him treating me like a colleague, asking me my opinions, like, running as much as possible. And, like, one day, like, spur of the moment in the day, being like, hey, teach a lesson, go. Because, like, that's part of the job. Sometimes things happen that you don't don't and can't plan for and you gotta just be like ready to go so like he did a really good job being like this is gonna be a real world experience have fun um while also like being a good mentor and all that stuff and yeah 
it was a great time 10 out of 10 would do it again <laughs> although it, I, it was free so like i'll do it again if you paid me <laughs> Um, so for my student teaching experience, again, I had a, a great experience. Um, I literally was at the school that my mom was a school nurse at. So literally not even like five minutes away from my childhood home that I lived at. Um, and I student taught the first half of the first semester so quarters one and two in a first grade classroom um i learned a lot a lot a lot that year um with technology and just like the overall like foundation of um first grade and then i went the rest of the year so or the rest of the semester october through december and had like a self-contained classroom um with kinder through third grade um and that was a lot that was a great experience too um i did have a little trouble with one of the paraprofessionals that you know didn't see me as you know a teacher um or anything and there was kind of some confrontation there but um other than that it was a real great experience um i loved the kids um that I worked with and um again I would do it again within that experience so yes Joe you have a question um I as Carlene was speaking I re- realized I like forgot to mention certain things <clears throat> so like I primarily student taught at the high school level but I did also have to do some days at the middle school and some days at the elementary school to like get the full range because my certification is k-12 um but the middle school band teacher in that district was the wife of the high school band director so it was very much like the best experience they could like go home and like plan for like what to do with me (laughs) um and it was just like kind of the dream um like dream team of like husband wife like running the program it's dope um and i think a lot of what i learned from my time at the middle school i still also use in my practice because they're just a lot of things you can obviously carry from all the levels, but um, again, ten out of ten, big fan. So, do you think there's ever a time that like they got home and were like, "Oh, what are we gonna do with this kid?" No, because I was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. You are wonderful. Um, so my student teaching experience, um, I actually taught at. I actually started it early because I had the the opportunity to. I was was able to, like, take that time. So I started it um, actually in the – near the end of the school year, the year before student teaching started, so I can get, like, acquainted Mm. with some of the staff um, and, like, with the building and everything. That way, like, when my student teaching started, I could, like, have an accelerated timeline and um, kind of, like, go at a faster pace because that's fun for me. Um so I was able to actually, like, I was with one teacher primarily, but they they let me, like, bounce around from classroom to classroom periodically so I can get some other experience other than just biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super fun. Uh, I kind of took over earlier than, than most people did because uh, I kind of started earlier. And then um, just after halfway through the year, one of the teachers in the school had, like, uh, a big health issue and, like, had to just go. Um, so they were like, Hey, Pete, like, you've been, like, crushing it. Do you want to just, like, take over teaching as a long-term sub in that class on your own? And I talked to, like, my advisors at the school, and I was like, this is, like, what they're asking me to do. I kind of want to do it, but, like, what are your thoughts? And they were, like, super flattering. It's a good thing you started early. Uh, We don't like it when they do that, though, because, like, it does take away some of your learning opportunities because, like, there's not, like, a licensed teacher in the room there's just you and hopefully you don't mess it up um but i did do it um i'm really glad i did it was really fun i taught biology and anatomy and physiology and when i took over they had just started their their big dissection project um and that's actually when i got snapchat because i got snapchat to make quizzes for the the dissections which they were. You've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were super dynamic quizzes, because uh, like it was like here's a picture of the things we looked at in class. What's this thing called? Um, and so that was super fun. 
Uh, it also gave me an opportunity to, to teach older high schoolers because like biology is a freshman class. And so I've been teaching primarily freshmen. Um, mm. But anatomy physiology is for like juniors and seniors. And so I got to teach the older ones and kind of like my humor was a bit more appropriate. Um, like they, they got it. It's always appropriate, but like sometimes they're just like, I don't know what that word means. Um, good save, good save. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah. So my student teaching ended up with me like getting a, a temporary job at the school I was teaching at, which is pretty cool. I love that. So I got paid when I subbed, but like it was never like multiple days. It was yeah. like, oh, you're cooperating teacher sick. You're in the system. Please sub. But that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and another nice thing at the time, I was also still a graduate assistant at the school. Um, so I was getting paid to go to school and get paid. Mm. Uh, still not well, a lot. Fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty sweet opportunity. I'm really glad I had that chance to do that. It was pretty cool. Yo, I forgot to mention. I keep remembering things. While I student taught, I not only had to go back to school one day a week to take two or three classes, I also was still working at Target at the same time. So I would like student teach and then multiple days a week also work at Target at night. And I, it was, I only lasted like two months and then I was like, I need to quit Target. I can't. I <laughs> feel like, like having I tried to I, do it all and I got real burnt out. I think I did that with Bath and Body Works. Um, it was luck, not sustainable. Luck, well, <laughs> luckily for me, <clears throat> I would go again. The Bath and Body Works that I worked at was um, ten minutes from the the school that I worked at, and they closed at like eight o'clock. So it kind of worked out for me. Mm. Um, so keeping that money rolling in. True. Yeah, I'd student teach and then work at Target from like five to eleven. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. I <laughs> when I started teaching, I was working at Dress Barn at the local mall and I was like going straight from teaching to work, get done by nine, nine o'clock, close nine 30, get home by 10 and try to like unwind. I was mm -hmm. like, there's no way. Yeah. That's, that's tough. So, man to be in the early twenties again and be able to think you could do all that stuff. <laughs> like now I'm like, never, I know I'm only still late twenties, but still I'm like, never. <laughs> I did my student teaching when I was 30. There. So I still got wow, stuff so in my hall pass though. Seven seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I feel like working at Target while you're like teaching is just like you're like, oh, I need to go to Target. I'm going tonight to work. <laughs> there. No, I would tell the kids, I'm like, hey, if you need to go to Target, I'll be there. <laughs> want a red card? You're not old enough to have an account. <laughs> like, tell your parents. <laughs> if your parents want a red card, come to me. <laughs> did you ever like when you were in school? Did you ever like start with like, can I help you find something? Probably. I don't remember. Uh, that's, when I worked at Target, like, that was the motto. See, I mostly was guest services and cashiers, and, like, I didn't really know the store that well, so occasionally someone would be like, do you know where this is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, ask someone else. I don't know. I was undercover security, so I never there. had to say this stuff. Um, but I heard people say it all the time. Because mm. sometimes, like, as, like, the undercover person, you need, like, some of the employees to, like, act like you're a customer. So they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they'd come bother me, and I'd be like, no, I'm good. Get away from me. <laughs> work in here um all right so we just got through student teaching tell me about your first year of teaching mm -hmm. what roller coaster was that like it was perfect and i had no flaws said no first teacher ever <laughs> i was like are you for real right now <laughs> no absolutely not i so vividly remember the first day of teaching because it was so horrible <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I'm going to start in a really funny foot. There was this real fun video like about music, but it was like in a jokey way. I wish I knew where it was. It was great. But like at the time my classroom had us like one of those like pull down screens that like you pulled it up, you have to let it like go up a little bit and then it locked into place. But I didn't know that. So I spent like a solid 10 minutes trying to put the screen down and I couldn't. And none of the kids helped. They just kind of <laughs> stared at me. Um, and it was, it was the first class of the day and it was the older kids. So it was like juniors and seniors. So like at that point they were only four to five years younger than I am. And there's just this little 22 year old idiot, like not knowing how to pull down a screen. And it was just a cluster. Um, <laughs> But also, my beginning teaching experience was different because my position was halftime. So my contract day was done at 11.30. So, like, if I didn't have any other work to do, I would, like, go home. <laughs> um, or I would be extra a lot of the times and still work a full day and, like, be productive and do work and, like, stay until, like, 3 or whatever and 
you know, fine. Um, that's a job. <laughs> um, but like I found myself, uh, because my job was part-time, I didn't really like talk to that many faculty because like during the breaks and stuff, when that would happen, I would leave. Um, so like a lot of people, my first couple of years were like, Oh yeah. Like we always just assumed you were shy. And I was like, nah, I was just never here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like just didn't see any of you because I wasn't paid to be here. Um, so it was a lot of like, and also I'm stubborn by nature. So like if something didn't go well or whatnot, instead of like asking for help or feedback, I would just kind of like be like, well, it'll just go better next time and just try to fix everything on my own. Um, so it was a lot of that. Also, wow, memory unlocked. Um, one of my freshman my first year teaching he told me this his senior year he was like honestly the first two or three months of my freshman year I hated you and I was like why and he was like well you were just trying so hard to like be a teacher and be like serious and strict and like not being yourself but then there was just like one day in like November where like someone something funny happened and you burst into laughter and then ever since then you were just like yourself and funny and cracking jokes and from then on you were great and like his senior year he was like telling me that I was his favorite teacher in all of high school like after that moment he was like first three months of high school hated your guts (laughs) after you like came out of your shell and were actually just yourself loved you and I was like great cool so I very much was trying to like put on a teacher facade and not just like being myself and teaching which is like the point (laughs) So that was my first year experience. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, didn't ask for help and tried too hard to not be who I was. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, um, it was it was a decent first year. Um, my first day on the job. Okay, so mind you, I work with or at that time. I worked with kindergarten through second grade in a resource um, setting. I had I'm worked with various disabilities, primarily emo- emotional disability. Um, so my smarty pants decided, all right, it's the first day of school. I'm going to wear a dress. Yeah, if you teach special education, never wear a dress. <laughs> I... Um, I had to get down on kid level when they were having a meltdown. Um, not, not the best in a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was getting kicked, hit by one particular student. And so it was, that <laughs> it was not a good time. Um. I was also sharing a classroom with two other teachers, um, one who was supposed to be my mentor, um, but because I stood my ground and she didn't like that, um, her and I were always in this like constant, like headbutting thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, other than that, I got to know like my grade level teams and all that. And it was, it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but scheduling was a pain in the <clears throat> for sure because getting oh, self-censor hey <laughs> after after the little mishap i had earlier in the episode i'm like i got to watch it now um, <laughs> um but it was a lot of like self reflecting and self like help stuff that i had to get through um that I luckily was able to get through, and here we are, four years later. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so you know, your dress story reminded me. I remember my first two days of teaching. I what wore, you like, wore a dress? Down tie. No, no, no. Button down tie. Like you know, being an official <laughs> teacher. And on both days, two separate male teachers were like, "Well, do you enjoy choking yourself? Like, how does it feel not being able to breathe?" And I was like, "Well, I'm just trying to be professional." And they're like. You're a teacher. No one cares. Don't wear a tie if you don't want to. I haven't worn a tie since. I wore this to work today. If you're watching, I'm just wearing like a little pullover sweater thing. Um, like it's just like be comfy, look professional enough. Fine. I wear jeans two days a week now. Whatever. <laughs> I have two thoughts. I wear jeans every single day of the week. I wore this shirt today, which says "Keep Earth Clean." It's not Uranus. Um, That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and my school just like, yeah, cool. Uh, also, I haven't worn a dress to school, but I have worn a dress to a rugby game. 
Um, I've seen the picture. That That's is, the story that time. It was for charity. It was for charity. Are we going to post it on Instagram after this episode? I think we shall. All right, we can do that. Um, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll forget. I'm going to forget too. <laughs> and like, remind me in a week to like look for it. No, I'll remind you after this episode. I'm, I'm gonna I'll remind you every day for the rest of my life, even after it's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we there's um, I used to play rugby for Akron, and then I moved to Detroit, and I was started coaching a women's team here in Detroit, and the Akron women's team does this charity uh, where they play rugby in prom dresses, and all the the proceeds go to a better women's shelter because violence belongs in the pitch, not in the house. Um, Aww. And so for the halftime show for that game, they're like, we're going to have men's prom dress sevens. Um, and so I told my girls, I was like, if we raise enough money, uh, I will let you guys cut a slit in the dress. Um, and they raised a lot of money. And so it was, uh, <laughs> it was a very high cut slit in the dress it was a challenge they accepted the challenge they did and it was a luke it was a luke a what it was a luke l-e-w-k <laughs> oh i'm not cool sorry I for- no i sorry i forgot that you were that you're you know <laughs> yeah. ancient so sorry yeah i'm a dinosaur <laughs> uh so that's my dress story which is not related to anything you're all very welcome we love a nonsensical tangent carry on <laughs> um so my first year teaching um, was kind of like two different events because like the first probably half the year I hated it. Um, I had never taught in a district like that before, um, and I just I just could not find a way to relate to the kids. Like I've always found a way to relate to kids because I'm a gigantic child myself, mm-hmm. um, but these kids were so tough to crack. I just couldn't like I couldn't understand them. Um, and so like, I even told my wife, I was like, this is a one and done kind of year. Like I'm, I got to look for another job. It's just not working out. And then I don't remember exactly like what happened, but then like, I just like fell in love with the kids. Like I, like we started getting along. They understood my jokes and I think they understood, like I wasn't, I think they all thought that I was like pretending to be a fake nerd. Cause like. They're like, there's no way this guy is doing all of that for realsies. No sane person would ever, <laughs> ever do I, that. Still correct. Um, no sane person would. <laughs> Wink. Um, but then I just like, I was like, all right, no, this is this is the place I'm supposed to be, uh, and I'm still here. So I love that. Uh, but yeah, it was tough. Um, my coworkers, my very first day there, I was like printing off copies. I sent a print job down to the printer. It was four pages long, and then I was going to, like, make copies after that. Um, This guy deleted my print job and then let me sit there for 10 minutes watching him get his copies. And I was like, hey, those last couple pages are probably mine. He was like, nope. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, nope, these are all mine. And I was like, all right. And then he walked out. And then I looked at the queue, and my print job was gone. I would have thrown hands. I I wouldn't have. I I would have been like... Thank you, but I would. It was my. Very mad. It was my first day, so I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. So I just instead decided to hate him for the rest of the time that he was here. But he left this year, and I was like, good. I hate your face. <laughs> that, that's what you get for canceling my print job. You right. left. <laughs> well, like he wasted ten minutes of my first morning at the school. Mm. Um, with he could have just been like, hey, I deleted your print job. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Even if it wasn't an accident. Don't let me watch you make copies for ten minutes. That's weird and awkward. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that ain't it. That's weird for sure. So, yeah, so we don't like him. We hate him. Yeah, boy, bye. We despise him. Boy, bye. So speaking of people we despise, I also thought of this as you all were talking. What I also dealt with my very first year of teaching, and I won't say specifics, but I dealt with the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. So also try being a first year teacher trying to deal with those emotions because that was a lot. (laughs) Mine and the kids. (laughs) The end. Carry on. Next question, please. Next. Moving on. Um, So being where we are now, what advice do you wish you were given during your first year of teaching? That nothing you have learned in college will prepare you for anything in the classroom. It's all hands-on experience. 
I literally, when I've gone through my program, like I feel like nothing that I, I shouldn't say nothing, but a good, a, a good majority of the stuff that I have learned, I did not go through during my teaching program. Hmm. So I would literally say, just take the experience because not everything you need you went through in college mm -hmm. that makes me sad for you um i mean i'm, I'm sure many programs are like that i know i talked about this in depth last week um that my program just like being music and like music education like had to be very hands-on so a lot of the classes i did were like hey pretend to teach your class now so like i felt like i got a pretty decent hands-on experience um the biggest piece of advice that i wish i had gotten my first year teaching I think would just be the opposite of what a lot of people told me. And by a lot of people, I mean my grandfather. Hey, Gramps, you're never going to hear this. But he <laughs> he doesn't know how to work a podcast or listen to a podcast. He's never going to. He's not going to listen to it. Unless um, your mom and dad show him. Even then, I don't think he would. <laughs> and that's no shade. I just don't think he would want to take the time. Anyways, um, he, my grandfather, education runs in my family. He used to be a classroom teacher, and then he was a principal. But, like, this was all in, like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s type of thing. So for, like, months and months and months leading up to my first year teaching, he was always like, you are not their friend. You cannot smile. You need to, like, set the strict rules. And you need, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're very, like, you know, regimented. And sort of what I did, like, I said how my one student kind of said that's how I acted. Um, so I went into it being, like, okay, like, you got to do the job. Like, yeah, you can joke a little bit. But, like, you got to, like, you know, get through whatever you planned, yada, yada, yada. Um, which clearly, based on student feedback, wasn't very authentic. And they see right through that because kids are very smart. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, I've learned over the last six years that, the most productive and best learning environment is ones where kids feel safe and like the teacher. Like, no, they don't have to like you. I'm not there to be their best friend. But if like, if a kid likes a teacher, they're going to want to learn from them more. That's just a fact. Um, so I wish I had like done kind of the opposite of what I did my first few months teaching of like, just going to be like, Hey kids, Paul, I'm Mr. Hendricks. Let's go. Not quite like that, but like, you know, been more myself and not trying to put on that like I'm a teacher facade mm -hmm. that I like did for like a couple months. Don't act like a grown up. <laughs> I mean, like I do when I have to. I, yeah. I, I yelled at a kid the other day because they're being dumb. Uh, <laughs> like it happens. It's still part of the job. But like I the last week and a half have started every class with custom wordles that I make. And like I will stop and tell jokes and like, you know we still get stuff done it's not like i derail the entire class for an hour <laughs> like it's it's classes are 80 minutes long there's time to make jokes and still learn you can do it all i i do have to preface as you were talking joey it because i teach special education things often always change so when i mean Absolutely. Like, so like when i mean like the things that i learned in college don't really necessarily resonate in the classroom doesn't mean it never did resonate in the classroom it's just the laws change things change I other see. things okay. like that change um so i mean i gained a lot of knowledge on the different disabilities in that that kind of helped me you know shape how i teach other the the kiddos but mm -hmm. as things change what we've learned doesn't necessarily work anymore. I actually have a student intern with me right now um, from one of the local colleges. And oh, um, you're a rock star. Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> I love that. But I, I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to be very honest. And she wanted me to be honest with her. And I was like, just so you know, things are constantly changing. Things are constantly, you know, the laws are changing everything. So what I may be, you know, teaching you right now to do may change, you know, when you're done with, you know, your actual program. But just know that if you are diff uh, changing it up to meet where the kids are and, you know, changing it to their ability level, that's basically all you need. As long as they continue to progress, you're a rock star. So, so I felt like I needed to clarify a little. Well, sorry if I made you feel like I was like, oh, that sucks there. Oh, no. It wasn't what I intended, but okay. No. Thank you for the clarification. Absolutely. We love, we love good communication. <laughs> wow. Pete, how about you? Uh, so the advice I wish I got, um, two things. One, listen a whole lot more to the students. 
Mm. Like they have very important things to say as well. Um, and call out your colleagues when they say things that are unhealthy or incorrect, even though you're a new teacher and they're just going to be like, what do you know about teaching? You're, you just started, blah, blah, blah. Uh, call them out anyways. They deserve to have to defend themselves, uh, especially when they're wrong and say hurtful things mm. or delete your print job. Not better about it. Especially still. printing. <laughs> yeah. You're or canceling a print job. So that's the advice I wish I had. <laughs> I love that. Moving on. When was the first time when you're teaching? Could be your first year, could be second year, could be maybe it's next year. Um, but when was the first time you actually like were teaching and were like, Oh, I got this. I can actually do this. I'm not gonna be a bad teacher. Um, for me. Believe it or not, based on my first year teaching story, it actually happened during student teaching. Um, and like, I think student teaching gave me like a big complex, <laughs> honestly, but like rightfully so. Um, it was like early on, not early on, like midway through student teaching, probably. Um, it was a day that I was subbing and just like running the clap the whole day by myself. And it was a day where there was like multiple band rehearsals, like, you know, hour and a half long rehearsals, whatever, fine. And I remember like, A, feeling like the rehearsal just went well because knowing how good rehearsals run from like being a player and like playing in many groups like you know i felt like oh this is like going really well they're improving yada yeah and like kids were openly saying like we actually feel like we still learned a lot like yes you're a student teacher and our teacher's not here but like we still like did a great job and i it was like this one day after a class so many kids came up to me and they're like you're the best student teacher i've ever had like you see you feel like an actual teacher not like a student teacher like that was a very good class thank you and i stopped and i was like Am I good at this? Hello? <laughs> like, um, it definitely, like, those kids called me Mr. Hendrox. Like, mm. it gave me a complex, but, like, I did, like, I'm, it gave me the confidence of, like, oh, I'm a good teacher. And it's okay to say that because growing up, I was always like, well, you can't say that because that's cockiness. No. If it's a fact, that's that's confidence, not cockiness. It's like, I'm good at what I do. I'm a good teacher. I can run a good band rehearsal. Many teenagers told me nice things. If teenagers tell you nice things, it's the truth because <laughs> they, they, they don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was early on and obviously I still had confidence issues going into my actual first year teaching and not having like a teacher there to help me all the time. Like obviously it's scary, but like during student teaching, I was like, okay, even if my first year doesn't go well, like I'm good at this. I can do this. Just got to find your rhythm. Literally teach music. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> carry on <laughs> um i think for me mine was during my third year of teaching so my first two years i was um resource so pulling out kids you know pushing in that type of thing and my third year of teaching was the first year that i was in self-contained and I, at that time, had two, two fifth graders and only two fifth graders um, in the room. And for one fifth grader in particular, I thought, you know, the, the, the parents, now mind you, I was the first teacher that was stable in that class. They had gone through subs after subs and they could never really get somebody in that classroom. So because of that, they all the parents were like well are you gonna stay like what are you gonna do to help support my student and like they were like always just like on top of me um the parents rightfully so rightfully so because i was the first like stable one but i really think you know after the year actually that was the COVID year so after um yikes <laughs> um <laughs> After, you know, really having the end of year conversations with the parents and they were moving districts, um, when the parents sent me a message on Remind saying, you know, thank you for all that you've done for our son. You know, we've seen great strides in him. We've, we've really seen him blossom. We would love to keep in touch with you and everything like that. Now, mind you, I thought the student didn't like me at all. Like behaviorally, he was like trying to like eat, like get me every single moment. Um, and he he was one of my toughest students. Well, I am happy to say now he is actually out of the self-contained program. 
he's uh, in the resource and he's doing great. So I take that as a big win um, that, you know, what I do definitely makes a difference and uh, made uh, made an impact on me greatly during my teaching career, start of my teaching career. So round of applause for that. <laughs> so is that the same kid you've talked about before how it's like, at the end of the year when he like switched grades, you were like, that's like my child. Like I would have adopted him. Or is that a different kid? Different kid. That was okay. last year. And, <laughs> but things. to be honest, <laughs> he's doing well too, from what I hear. So I'm like, yes. I love that so much. Sorry. Ah, I, <laughs> ah, I love that we change lives. Yeah, ah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing for me. It's like being in special education, like special education and seeing where the kids first started at, I mean, granted, some of these kids I didn't have since kindergarten, but from like third to fourth to fifth grade, just seeing how they're coming together and like getting the concept, it's like you feel good because you're the one that's helped shape them. So when I heard about the student that I talked about um, not needing a self-contained program anymore, that he's in a resource setting, he's going to classes, his speech is so much better. It's like... Yeah. And I see I see his sisters all the time and they say hello to me. So, yeah. <laughs> Remarkable. So, Queen for the kids. Queen for the kids. <laughs> uh, so my moment um, actually came up like and I messed up a little bit. I swore in front of the students, but it was the moment that like I realized like I I, I could do this. Because, hold on, it was also my student teaching year. Fired. Student teaching year <laughs> at, like, the Richie Rich School, um, where, like, you need to act proper and stuff. Um, after I, like, left to go do the long-term subbing, um, one of my former students, like, came over to me and was like, yo, is there any way you can come back? Like, we're not learning anything over there. Aww. And I was like, and I'll censor myself, I was like, is it because the teacher's a bad teacher or is it because you have a crappy attitude about it? And she, to her credit, was like, it's probably the attitude one. And I was like, there's nothing I can do about that. That's on you. So I got validated that one, I'm a good teacher. And two, also learned a lesson in like, uh, she learned a lesson in like evaluating herself. Right. Uh, so then I was like, I can do this. <laughs> you turned it into a teachable moment. It was a teachable That's, moment. You know, but I swore teaching in... outside of the class is a huge part of it too. Yeah, Absolutely. but I definitely swore in front of the kid. And <laughs> she had she had some friends come with her too. And so I was in front of a group of them and I was like, don't tell anybody that happened. <laughs> I'll deny it. <laughs> I would. I would have been like, I would never do that. I am a distinguished gentleman. How dare you? <laughs> I am very proper. Do you see... Do you see this mohawk? I don't know if you had the mohawk then. I definitely did not have a mohawk. They would not have let okay. me have a mohawk at that school. That's okay. Uh, Fair. Fun side note: We're doing our hair. Paints a fun picture in my mind, though. We're just starting. Situation. We just started our hair analysis unit, and so we have already looked at because I saved one of my old hairs because I'm a psycho uh, on a microscope slide, and we actually looked at my old my old mohawk hair that was purple and red today <laughs> and yesterday. And I would like to submit my formal resignation from this podcast and friendship effective immediately. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm a weirdo. You already knew I was a weirdo, though. So yeah, but not that much. Not we- well, because that's they need to learn weird. about like when you dye your hair, what part of the hair actually gets dyed? It's not actually the outside part; it's the inside part. Uh, but not the inside inside. That's, hey, that's hey, did, did, we didn't need a science lesson. Listen, right? <laughs> to me, that's less weird and more just gross. Like that's well, in the gross It's preserved category. on a proper slide. So like, you know, like you can look at slides from like, that are like, oh, this is someone's cheek cell from 1945. It's, it's the same kind of okay, thing. Okay, fine. I so guess. science does weird things. No, no, we no guess. Do not attack my science. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, you can tell I'm over the conversation. Move on. Go. Let's not talk about old hair. <laughs> Sorry. Even it though was it, was, it was beautiful hair. And now I'm going to send you a picture of that as well. <laughs> Okay. And you're going to be like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And I'll be like, yeah, because it's under a microscope. You um, know what? Rather that than you send it to me in an envelope in the mail. No, thank you. No, because I only have the yep. one, and I'm not going to sacrifice that one. It's too you important. Cut it in half. It's, it's already on a slide. I can't. Oh, I see. Anyways, next question. 
<laughs> Carlene's like, shut up. <laughs> um, Can you tell my face is red? Like the amount of laughing right now that is transpiring. That or you're just ready for the next question. Oh, red like my hair was. <sighs> I hate it here. <laughs> um, all right. Next question. How much do you love red and purple Mohawks? I'm joking. That's not the question. Um, <laughs> I was Carly like, have I you just seen my silent. hair purple before? Like, come on. I want to go blue this summer, so like, fine. Um, what if I... we did an episode where each of us dyed our hair a different color? Like, I'd clearly go all purple. Joey would go blue. Pete, what would you dye your hair? Pink bi colors. Sorry. <laughs> I was I was planning on like I was gonna do blue because like the rugby team I'm involved with is also their colors are blue and white. And when I get my red mohawk, they were like, "That's not our colors." I was like, "It's the school colors." They're like, "Well, fine. The next one's got to be blue." So if I dye my hair yeah. again, it would be blue. Two, two blues and a purple. I'm yeah. fine with it. It's the color of sadness. But in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I am sad, Joey. Sad boys. We can be the sad boys. <laughs> blue is beautiful. <laughs> you too. Blue is beautiful. Like blue is my favorite blue. color. Hello. Hello. It was great. Um, Hello. Hello. <laughs> Clearly, I'm wearing white, so I don't. Okay. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what have you grown to like cherish about teaching? Like, what just like what gives you the good feels? Staff meetings. Just kidding. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, my student relationships and the relationships I have with their parents. Not a whole lot of teachers can say that they have good relationships with their parents, but because I have mine, my students in the span of six years, um, I've really grown to have those relationships with them that, you know, I can call them if there's like a behavior issue that's, you know, too, too long to like talk over email or um i have set up a excuse me i've set up a google voice number that's strictly for them that i give out that if they can't get anybody at the school they can text me and say hey can you make sure that student's name goes to the office because i'm going to pick them up instead of you know take the bus that type of thing um i have some i have a few parents that i just absolutely love working with their students um and i've this year in particular i've gone to um, some games of some of my students which i've never done in my five years but this year definitely um mm -hmm. changed a lot of things for me so in that in that way love that i would echo relationships like i think there needs to be more emphasis in education in general with like making the relationships with students so you have that good, safe, comfortable learning space. And I know so many schools over the last couple of years, like during slash post COVID, like, oh, we got to work on SEL, social emotional learning. But like their ways of doing that are like, try these lessons and like not truly focusing on like actually creating that mm -hmm. connection with students. Um, so like doing that, but like in an organic, not forced way um is just great like i have students who during breaks in their schedule even whether or not they have my class next will like come to my office and like just hang out because they want to talk and like whatever um because it's like a safe space and like obviously i'm dope um obviously i hate myself i don't <laughs> no you I don't love myself just, just that moment was a moment anyways um but like the relationships that you create with students that like I know I had with some of my former teachers and teachers I still talk to this day that like, I feel like years from now, even if I never talk to these kids again, they're going to be like, Oh, my band teacher in high school. Like he did this is one day. And like, it's a connection that was, it will be important for them in the future. And again, no, that's it. That's a story. I just, <laughs> it's great. Cause I mean, we all have stories with like our favorite teacher that we'll tell multiple times or like can recall a specific memory. Um, so like the fact that we get to be that for the future current generation of kids um, is just so important because that's what sticks with them, not what they learned in this one class that one day. It's like it's the connections that are most important. Um, kind of the same for me. Like I just I love building relationships with kids. Um, but what I really really love doing is like going to their games or performances and like seeing them in their element 
doing mm-hmm. like what makes them like the happiest and most proud of themselves. Um, like we got some like we got some like phenomenal athletes at my school, and to see them like run track and like win and be like yeah after like seeing them like be upset in school because it's not going perfectly or the way they wanted it to, but to see them just like genuinely be in a moment of joy like that is. That is it. That's why I go to every game I can, every performance. That's why I'm involved in everything. Because, uh, mm. like, that's where you get to see the kids be happy. And, like, that's, like, what it's about. That's what it's all about. Um, I don't know about you, but kids are always happy in my class. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I jest, obviously. <laughs> right? Nobody <laughs> likes band. <laughs> that silence was deafening <laughs> i'm kidding like so bands are also huge in my school we send a lot of people like for like music scholarships to hbcs um mm. and so like band is like band is like basically a sport like people are like oh yeah i'm in the band like that's something to brag about like there's not band there it's just like no i'm in the band i'm sweet i got it made here. i love that i flipping got a letterman jacket for my time in marching band and color guard as you should it's hard who? I got a I got I got a varsity uh, letter. Like, oh, I got a letter jacket. Yeah. Next episode, remind me at the oh, beginning. I, I will show it jacket. to you. Yeah, I have my high school. Oh, jacket. we can we can all share. We can all share our jackets. I got my jacket too. Love that. We're all gonna forget, but cool. <laughs> if we remember, we'll post it on the Instagram. We're making Instagram promises this episode. <laughs> Pete's with a mohawk and a dress. <laughs> us and our jackets. Great. We have fun. All right, moving on. Uh, have I told you guys I have one of my old hairs saved from my mohawk? I don't yes. like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, how... that wasn't a question. Well, I know. Yes, it was. But... It was, but it was a very pointed question on purpose to make Joey go like, ew. <laughs> it's like we're attacking Joey today. Yeah, and I'll, I'm gonna do it, it again. Me. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> oh, you know what would have been cool? Like if I was like riding a train. And like that, that sound happened, but I had my mohawk and I put my head out the window and it's just like blowing in the wind with all of this like beautiful red and purple glory. And then one hair fell out, but I kept it and then put it on a slight, a microscope slide. We're, we're going to put like a poll up on a TikTok <laughs> or something um, with should Pete grow his hair out to do the mohawk again? Or should Pete just never talk again? Just kidding. We need you. It's triple the nonsense. That was the least happy face I've ever seen Joey make for any extended period of time. <laughs> now I know how to get Joey. Listen, we've been talking about your dang mohawk for like 15 <laughs> minutes in total. so okay? hard. This, this podcast is going to be three hours long because you keep talking about your mohawk. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next question. Um... How has your role in your school's community evolved as you've like progressed through your teaching career? Um, I've definitely gotten more involved with things. So like my first couple of years, besides running the band and having the two concerts a year and Memorial Day Parade, and we have this thing called Clam Festival over the summer, which is like a three-day festival thing in our town with like rides and all the things. But it kicks off with a parade where the band also participates in that parade. Um, but besides that, I have gotten more involved with our theater program. This past year, I was the music director for it. Before that, I also helped out with the One X a little bit, and I played in the pits. So it's like I got more involved with those community things. Um, in the school, which like certain things affect the community, obviously, um, I've since COVID happened, like kind of became the go-to person to be like, how do we do a virtual assembly? How are we going to put this thing together? And I was like, send me videos. I'll do it. I, I've like become the video editing guy for some reason. I don't know why. We have an actual, a couple technology people in our faculty, but I'm the one that puts all the like assemblies together. And recently like the faculty spirit week dance video thing, which I think I showed you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I've, I've become more, what's the word? um oh gosh if versatile? i knew how to speak sure i've like become a more versatile like you know needed member of like what's going on because it's not just my own little bubble of stuff it's oh i'm also helpful in this thing and that thing and yada yada yada. um the end <laughs> um i think for me <clears throat> excuse me 
Um, I have been more of shown more of my advocacy skills for not only students who are, you know, in special education, but even advocating for the parents too. Uh, since I, since right now I am the only special education teacher on my campus, um, a lot, you know, a lot of discussion has been, you know, talked about with me about, you know, having the students that have just social emotional um, supports be there for, be in my social skills group because I do have, um, so it's been told, I do have good um, social skills, um, teaching, SEL, that type of thing, um, that it's, that they think that the students can like benefit from being in my, in my groups. Um, I just feel like in general, like my expertise in special education has definitely grown and it's showing because a lot of people um, come to me and ask me questions, whether it's about flexible seating, um, social skills, um, what, uh, what tools should they use for certain students. So I think definitely those have been something that I take pride on, especially advocating for those students and families um, for what's best for the student. So queen for the people and for Here the children. Go. Here we go. And for the, are children not people, Pete? <laughs> but like with an emphasis on the kids. Okay, but she is Holly, wonderful can, for Holly, the kids. Holly, can you she put is... that on a shirt, please? irreplaceable I didn't say for it. kids i didn't say it this time <laughs> um so kind of the same for as for me as as for joey um my role is really growing up my first year i was just a i, I was just a teacher and i sponsored the gay straight alliance because no one else wanted to and i was like these kids need some help um so i just had the one club um the next year i started helping out with football um with just the kickers and then the next year after that i got involved with soccer um and then the same year i got involved with the school play um building like the props and the sets and all that stuff and then this gardening company came and it was like hey we need someone to sponsor a gardening club and you used to work on a farm so we think it should be you and i was like yeah sounds like fun um and so now I'm also the head of the science department and uh, I like to pull pranks on people and I'll put googly eyes everywhere in the school and nobody knew about it and it was hilarious. Um, so I'm kind of everywhere in the school now. I wear a lot of hats, uh, mm -hmm. which I, I mean, I should say no more often than I did. Uh, I mean, but you wear a lot of hats now, which you couldn't do when you had a mohawk. Now who's bringing it up? So and actually, I, I was wearing I like when I started coaching soccer and like the school the the year that all my hats like really picked up is the year I had the mohawk. So that's actually incorrect. Um, and now I've got a hair in my classroom to remind me of all that time. I just my joke was still good and I stand. It by. was still good. I appreciate it. That's, <laughs> that was a good one. Well done, bravo. Thank you, thank you. And Been here all week. And my final question for you all, wonderful people: How has your work life balance evolved? since you've started as a teacher nice face carlene um <laughs> well you guys i'll go because go now for, you can go i'll okay, go, go because you made the comment about my face um <laughs> so i will admit my first two years had stunk as far as work-life balance um especially my second year of um teaching I had a really, you know, rough experience. I would leave 6 p.m. at night, get home by like 7 because it was about an hour um, commute, and it just affected me personally. Um, since then, I really try hard to get out on time. Um, I set an alarm for 4 o'clock, and once that clock goes off, if nothing is done or if some things are left unfinished they're there in the morning and i leave luckily i have a coworker who has become a friend of mine um who is there working at the same time and we leave together 
Like we make sure that we leave, um, leave together. Um, there is one day a week that I stay later, um, just the lesson plan and all that. Um, but I do, I, I get to work early, early in the morning, probably an hour before I have to, but I don't have a prep otherwise. So if I don't get, if I don't get there early, I am S O L, um, when it comes to like getting anything ready for the day. So sort of out of luck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but other than that, like, because I have all of the extra like meetings where I meet with parents to go over annual goals. Um, it really depends on the week. Um, I know when I return to work next this week, um, I'm going to have most likely a meeting every day after school. Hmm. So fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've definitely gotten better at balancing my work to social life over, especially over the last couple of years. Um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like, despite the fact that I was halftime my first three years teaching, um, a lot of times I would still stay late, like extra hours, like doing work. Or if I didn't stay at work to do work, I would still go back home and like do multiple hours of work and extra planning, all that kind of stuff. Um, and like all of the extra work, I always felt like I was just so physically and mentally exhausted that like, I just wouldn't want to do anything like my poor friend, Sarah, I love her so much, but so many times she'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's like, you know, want to come out to this thing tonight at seven or like do this thing. And I'm always just like, I'm in my PJs. No, I'm still tired from work. Like, <laughs> even if I wasn't actively working, like I let it like consume so much of my energy that like the thought of like seeing a friend, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't leave my house. I'm so tired. Like I just wouldn't. Um, but I think my perspective really shifted since COVID happened, which I think this kind of feels like a silver lining of COVID is like, I've, I'm getting so much better. Like, Oh, my contract time's up. Bye. Like I'm, I can legally leave the building now. I'm out of here. Didn't finish planning. Cool. Maybe I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll have to do that. I'll do it for like an hour that night. Fine. But like, if someone's like, Hey, let's do something at like seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Cool. I'll do something. We're recording this podcast. We started 7.30 on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, like, um, I'm trying to get better at, like, yes, doing certain things outside of work may be tiring, but, like, the serotonin and just, like, you know, more social stimulation is worth it um, because you only have one life. And if you spend all the time just working and focusing on work in a job that the country does not respect and you don't get paid enough for – if that consumes your whole life and you don't have a good like social life outside of it, whether that's friend, family or relationship or anything, then like, what's the point, honestly? Um, so I've, I've definitely done better to prioritize my social life, including trying not to check emails as frequently outside of work. Cause that was the biggest thing for me. Like even nine o'clock at night, like I would respond right away, but like, oh, I got to answer. Like, yeah, I was awful. I would always answer emails at the secondary man box. So, um, I'm trying to get, I've, we try to get better every day. That's the goal. Fair enough. Um, I actually think I'm way worse at work-life balance now than I was at the beginning. Um, I'm better in some regards, but um, I mean, it's like not to make it sad. Uh, like, but when like when you lose a spouse, like you kind of like have lost your life um, in a lot of regards. And so I just like threw myself into doing extra stuff at school. Right. Um, and that was kind of like therapeutic for me because I love the kids and all that. Um, COVID actually helped me like wheel that back in. Because um, like there was just no way to do sports and clubs and stuff. Um, right. Now that we're back in person, uh, I am still doing a bunch of stuff. But I have made the point like I don't bring stuff to grade home. I don't answer emails once I leave. Like once I leave the building, like I'm leaving work and I don't do the work stuff. Um, because like that's that's the boundary I set. And if it feels nice, like I have a bunch of stuff to grade right now on my desk and I could grade it tonight, but I was like, you stay here. You don't come into my house and interrupt my time with my dog, um, who is clearly very needy. 
Um, <laughs> so neglectful. So, I know. I've been petting him the whole time. If you've been watching this, you see me like get jerked around because we're playing tug of war while recording this podcast. Because um, I always have to multitask for whatever reason. Weird. Wesley's over there just sleeping calmly in my guest bed. So that must Who's be nice. the best. <laughs> Jury's out. Let's have a fight to the death. They're both the best. It's they fine. wouldn't fight. They'd sniff. And Your then... dog's the best dog in the middle of the country, and my dog's the best country on the East Coast. That's fair. The end. Best Done. country in the East Coast? Shake on it. Did I say country? Whatever. I'm tired. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. That was my last question. <gasps> Family, we did it. We and did just another in case, arc. We did another one. And just in case we forgot, which I think we did, um, I did find one answer to a question on one of the questions we ask on Spotify because partway through this, I was like, oh, no, we didn't talk about this. Um, Oopsie. This is actually from the first episode of this arc, our first educational episode. Oh. Um, the question on Spotify was, if you're out of college, how did you get into the career you have now? Or if you're younger, do you have an idea of what you'd like to do? And our dear friend, and we know lifelong listener, Iona. We love Iona. Said, uh- Love you, Iona. Um, She said, currently, math teacher is the idea. Loves her maths. Yes. I contemplated being a math teacher before being a music teacher. So, like, same. (laughs) So, we love that. And we could panic look up other questions and responses, but I'm not going to. So, if you want to be shouted out in an episode, comment on our YouTube videos and answer our Spotify questions or comment on any TikTok video. Like we love it and we'll shout you out and it's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But guys, we did it. We finished yet another arc. Boom, boom. Look at us not giving up on this podcast. We're crushing it. (laughs) We are crushing it. (laughs) Well, I think it's safe to say the next arc is probably going to be one of my favorites. The most nonsense. Should we tell them since it's actually planned? I think we shall. So <laughs> our next three episode arc is going to be a challenge arc. So Ooh. Oh boy. What, so I am what a is, sucker. <laughs> so what is going to happen is each of us have been designated a specific challenge. So f- for Pete, it is a dance challenge. For Joey, it is a food combination challenge. And for me... Getting a dog. Yep, done. No. It's in the record. It's done. It's, and it's on the record. It's permanent. Permanent. it's permanent. For me, um, it is speed dating slash um, a compliment challenge. Now, I say slash compliment challenge because the last time um, we were trying to get this all situated... There was something that happened with um, the speed dating portion of that. So um, so you'll either hear me talk about speed dating or Joey and Pete are going to come up with some compliment challenge for me. Um, oh, I already have planned. I'm going to reach out to everybody you've ever met in your entire life to say, send a video of you complimenting Carloon and we'll make you watch them all live on the podcast. That's my plan. <laughs> My plan is to so get every, it, like, one of those, like, paints just with all the different colors to get every single red and see uh, how long it takes to get different to ones. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of it, oh, she's this exact right. color red. Oh, and now she's at, uh, she's Sonoma Sunset. Oh, love that. <laughs> if, if you get certain people, Joey, I'm going to literally, like, come to Maine and, like, punch you in the face. And then get matching tattoos <laughs> and get a dog. Yay! I see nothing but positives from that scenario. It's a win-win-win. <laughs> Win, win, win. Yeah. So that is. And I get punched in the face. Best part. (laughs) So that is what is coming up in our next three episode arc. Um, I'm certainly excited for the challenges. I'm sure the two of them are excited for the challenges. I just Um, don't want to (laughs) puke. But if you guys want to help, if you guys want to help us out um, with. Any ideas for future arc episodes, you can definitely check us out on Instagram at Triple the Nonsense Podcast and on TikTok, um, Triple the Nonsense. Um, all of our personal um, TikToks will also be below this video. Um, make sure you check out and answer the Spotify question when you take a listen. 
Um, and as always, we have the unedited version of the podcast on our YouTube channel. Please make sure you click like, subscribe, and write a comment down below as well. And I think that is it, you guys. Pete, why is it taking us this long to show our dogs in the podcast? So if you're watching, you see that Pete and I are both holding our dogs. Carlene, <laughs> there's there's a motive behind that. Don't don't let them <laughs> fool you. It does. What Everyone do you think? spam Carlene's social medias and tell her to get a dog so she can oh, join the fan. She, I said when I so hit ten thousand, I on TikTok would factually get a dog. I yes. would consider I getting that. a dog. Consider. <laughs> It may happen sooner. Just you know. Wesley, Carlene's gonna get a dog. What do you mean it oh, might happen be sooner? Uh, so cute. Oh, so he's cute. so happy. Oh, don't let Wesley down. Don't let Wesley down. Well, on that note, I'm Joey and Wesley. I'm Carlene. And I'm Pete and Toast. And this was Triple the Nonsense. And we'll see, see you, you next week. week. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs>